I'm Charles Morgan, CEO of First Orion Corporation, and you are listening to the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics and trends in economic development with subject matter experts and influencers from across the nation and around the world. Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. This is Clint O'Neill. I serve as Deputy Director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. I'm excited to welcome our guest today on the Arkansas Inc. Podcast, Charles Morgan. Charles is the Chairman and CEO of First Orion, an Arkansas-based technology company that connects businesses to customers while providing trust in mobile phone communication. He is the former Chairman and CEO of Axiom Corporation which Morgan grew from a small Arkansas company with 25 people to 7,000 employees globally and $1.5 billion in revenue. Charles is the author of two books, Matters of Life and Data, The Remarkable Journey of a Big Data Visionary Whose Work Impacted Millions, Including You, and Now What? The Biography of a Finally Successful Startup. Charles also played a critical role in the creation of the Arkansas Center for Data Sciences, a nonprofit working to grow Arkansas's IT talent pipeline, and recently served on Governor Hutchinson's Economic Recovery Task Force. A self-proclaimed gadget geek from childhood, Charles has raced motorcycles, flown jets, and built and driven race cars in a professional racing career. With everything he's done and continues doing in his storied career, it's safe to say that Charles Morgan is truly an Arkansas technology pioneer. Charles, welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. Thank you very much, Clint. Uh, I'm very pleased to be here. We're talking about things which are near and dear to my heart, and that's developing Arkansas talent so that the people in Arkansas can have jobs that will really use their talents and their, their ability. And in the businesses I built here, I have found incredible talent in Arkansas. We just need to have better vehicles to bring that talent into the right jobs and bring the right jobs here. Well, we're very excited to dive in, and I want to start by asking you about First Orion. For those who aren't familiar with the company, please give us an overview of this fast-growing technology business. Clint, we are in the branded communications business, and we're trying to help not just the carriers, but we're trying to help every citizen of this country have a telephone that when it rings, they know that they're, it's not a scam call or it's not a robocall. It is a call that uh, they likely want to answer. And to be sure it is, we are doing what we call branded communication so that that call will say who is calling and why they're calling. And we're working with the T-Mobile network, and now uh, we're starting with a, a second major network uh, in the very, very near future. Well, you had a long and successful career with Axiom. Charles, tell us what motivated you to get involved with First Orion and start this new company. I, I was scared to death that when I retired, I'd be bored. So I uh, uh, I saw an opportunity. I uh, I was fascinated with the idea that uh, this new thing called BlackBerry and mobile uh, communication. I had watched the computer industry grow from its very early days, and it struck me if you could put 
a powerful computer in the hands of every citizen, just like we didn't have any idea in the early days what computers would turn into. We had no idea what these mobile computers would do in in the hands of the citizens. And I just felt like there was going to be a great opportunity. And as our uh, opportunities morphed to be in the the scam detection business and working with uh, the uh, T-Mobile, that that one carrier, now we're working with others and we're in other parts of the world. But it's just been uh, exciting, and uh, what the we know what cell phones turned into is much more than I even envisioned in those early days. With these, all we had was a BlackBerry, and that was it. There's no way we can cover your entire career here in one podcast. But as I understand it, back in the 1970s, you were working for a company called Demographics Incorporated in Conway, Arkansas. That became Axiom, right? So you became the CEO of Axiom as a young company. Under your leadership, Axiom evolved from a small sideline business designed to collect voter information to a $1.5 billion a year company in one of the largest data brokers in the world, processing more than 50 trillion data transactions per year. How did you chart Axiom's path to success and navigate the constantly changing world of technology? Well, again, it was not uh, much different than, than I spoke of a few minutes ago. Uh, I realized that what we were doing initially was trying to uh, use computers as a marketing service tool. And the problem then, like many of the problems today, is sending the right message to the right person. And we were uh, often called a data broker, but what we really did was build the most sophisticated marketing databases and infrastructures uh, that were used by the largest, literally the largest corporations globally. That is so that we could get the right message to the right person. And uh, hopefully what we sent out was not so much uh, spam as it was something that helped the company and the individuals. So we built databases for Citibank, uh, General Motors, uh, uh, many of the large uh, federated department stores, another customer. So many industries, uh, many companies. And uh, as as we grew, we uh, spent most of our uh, money to grow this business right here in Arkansas. We had, I think at one time, 4,000 employees in Arkansas in, in a tech industry. Well, when it comes to sending the right message to the right person, our team at the Arkansas Economic Development Commission really wants to send this message that Arkansas is a great place for technology companies. From your standpoint, what makes Arkansas a good state for building and running a tech company? You know, I, I'm, uh, I continue to be amazed at uh, right now we're building some this branded communication technology we're building is some of the most Absolutely, in a very raw sense, it's the most exciting thing that I've ever done in my career. And I thought, you know, I did a lot of that at Axiom. But I'm still involved in the technology and the development. And uh, we undertook, uh, actually, really now, it's about five, six years ago, to start building this current generation of branded communication. And in the last year, we have really seen that explode uh, and the people that are doing that are 
every single damn one of them are from Arkansas. And they are building some of the most extraordinary uh, uh, technologies using the most advanced tools in computing today. You know, we we use uh, Amazon Cloud. Uh, we use things that you've never heard of, like Databricks uh, uh, for data management. And all of the data management and creation of all of the online portals and uh, database management tools we use are real cool. And guess who's doing it? Arkansas people. And we train a lot of them with our own uh, uh, apprenticeship programs. So they're, they're, they're born here. They're raised here. They're educated here. And many of them have computer science degrees from uh, uh, college and universities around. Not all of them have computer science degrees. But then we put them through 12 to 14-week apprenticeship programs, which has become the model for what Arkansas Center for Data Science is doing. That's encouraging to hear. Let's talk a little bit more about recruitment and retention of tech talent in Arkansas. Are there certain characteristics that you find in successful uh, technology employees? Yeah, I think uh, a natural curiosity. I mean, obviously, you have to have some skill and ability, but just like anything else, Clint, you know what's most important? Want to. I want to do this. I want to solve this problem. I'm excited by this problem. And that's what I tell, you know, all young people. If you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to do it well. But if you like to solve problems and you like to create something special, and in our case, something that nobody else in the world is creating, which is kind of cool, uh, you'll be you'll do well. You may not be the best programmer, you may not be the most brilliant, but if you have desire, uh, you'll find your niche. And maybe it's in product management, maybe it's in software development, maybe it's in you know we even have some absolutely outstanding people in our marketing group in our communications group also using, you know, advanced tools and technologies. And uh, many or most of those are uh, Arkansas people. So uh, we, you know, we cover the the gamut, but you've got to find people who like what they're doing, are energized by the job they're doing, and like to work in teams and are are willing to give it whatever it, it takes to get the job done and get something built. That's what... You know, I tell you, you don't have to be the brightest. It's not important to be the smartest person in the whole wide world. You just got to have the person that has the want to and get yourself in the right job. After all the success that you've experienced, you've mentored several Arkansans. What are some of the most important business lessons that you've learned during your career? Well, you know, I I will say that, uh, you know, the guy that influenced me the most was... uh, because uh, I did a lot of reading in, uh, of history in my early days, was Winston Churchill, who who never accepted defeat. And there's another guy in Arkansas who never accepted defeat, and that's Sam Walton. Sam Walton succeeded, and I had the privilege when I worked for IBM. We didn't talk about that. When I worked for IBM, I actually worked with Sam. I was the IBM you know, technical representative in northwest Arkansas, and I worked with Sam and his team, and I watched Sam motivate people. I watched him do things which others said are impossible, absolutely impossible. 
And people actually laughed at Sam Walton for what he was trying to do and said, you know, the five and dime business is no business you could ever make uh, a success of. And I've been tremendously motivated by him. And of all things, another Northwest Arkansas person who has, in some ways, a checkered career. But Don Tyson, you know, took the chicken business from, you know, uh, the most boring business in the world and changed the chicken business for the whole wide world. And both of those things happen within 30 miles of each other, and it's pretty amazing. We believe in Arkansas that in the K-12 system, the next Don Tyson, the next Sam Walton, the next Charles Morgan is in our school system. They're getting ready to be world changers and world leaders. What advice would you give to these upcoming students, these future entrepreneurs of Arkansas? Well, obviously, early education is, is so incredibly important. And don't do what's expected of you. Don't do what you can do to make the most money. Do what you can love to do. And, and it, it links back to those earlier comments. Find something that you can really get passionate about, you can get excited about, and that uh, will keep you up working late at night on and then do all those things and try to do those in balance with your per you have to have a personal life and a civic life and and these other things uh, try to be a balanced person find what you like to do educate yourself uh you know have the want to and the desire and apply yourself but apply yourself equally and broadly across you know, personal business and civic things and, and try to lead a, a balanced life. Excellent advice. Duly noted. You know, I, that's something people struggle with. You know, it's it's just hard to, you know, have people that get completely out of balance one way or the other. And uh, particularly as we've gone through these times with COVID, it's it's been, you know, incredibly stressful for a lot of people. That's right. Uh, and burnout's a real issue for those it's that a real problem. don't have the balance. Absolutely. In 2017, Governor Asa Hutchinson invited you to co-chair a Blue Ribbon Commission to address business challenges in computing and data analytics and identify ways to build a pipeline of local talent to fill the tech jobs of today and tomorrow. One of the recommendations of the commission was the formation of a nonprofit dedicated to training and sustaining an information technology workforce. From that recommendation, the Arkansas Center for Data Sciences was created. Tell us about your involvement with ACDS and what they are working on. Well, I've uh, been chairing that uh, organization, and uh, Mike Preston has obviously been also very involved and in, in, in absolutely instrumental in getting it going, as has H.A. Hutchinson. The concept uh, is related to all the stuff we've been talking about. How do you take people who have the ability, but have no skills? And how do you take people who have maybe a computer science degree and make them so they are uh, able to take on Arkansas jobs? Unfortunately, a lot of our computer science and our engineers have gone, gone out of state because people out of state were willing to take them on and train them to do the jobs they have. And what we were attempting to do is link up, you know, the college universities and 
the businesses and the state and even with federal programs and put together things which would help link all those entities together and assist with training programs, communication programs, and other things that would uh, 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 develop workforce. And uh, the main thing that we have found that has worked for us at First Orion are apprenticeship programs. Uh, We have, uh, I think in January, we brought on about uh, 20 young people for apprenticeship programs. We've uh, recently graduated a bunch of them. We uh, just graduated another group of people in technical product management. So they're all kind of jobs. So it's assist with those kind of jobs, assist with providing you know, some funding, some guidance, some instructional. I Just before I came over here, I approved a number of payments to uh, uh, people who are doing uh, the instructional work and working with companies. This, these uh, apprenticeship programs, we've tried to show the way with them. That's been one of our main initiatives, not the only one. But it's something that's most visible in, in all of what we're doing, Clint. And we are uh, literally training hundreds of young, literally hundreds of people. And it's it's not we at Arkansas Center of State of Science is doing it. We are uh, finding companies to do this as a joint project to train people for their company. Walmart has found this has been incredibly beneficial, and they are... Uh, uh, as I understand it, planning to roll this whole concept out nationwide to, to Walmart. So so the apprenticeship programs are specialized training that takes somebody who has maybe a basic computer science skill, knows how to program, and teaches them how to program and build solutions in the environment of that particular company. So how do we work? What is our culture? What is the tools that we use? What is important for us? And those kinds of uh, programs take a person who has the ability, but again, no specific skills. And in, you know, 14 weeks, they they graduate and they go and sit down and become a productive member on a product, you know, development team, literally overnight. Uh, our capstone project is the way we graduate these young people, get them ready at the end, and they take anywhere from two to three weeks on these capstone projects. And I just sat in on a capstone project for the product management people at the end of last week. And it, it is just, it's stunning to me what these people have learned and what they've done. They're taking a real problem at first arrive and coming up with a solution to solve that problem. And here they are, brand new, didn't know anything about the, you know, much about the topic. And now they're producing work that's, that's productive. And the group before that was equally impressive in data science. And I, I look at these young people and go, wow. And by the way, the, this class, it, you know, one of the last ones I saw, many of them, you know, had been out in the workforce. And actually, some of them had been in other jobs, even first to run, but not in these high skill jobs. They'd been in a you know, data verification role, and then they step up and, and take a full-time 
uh, job in, a, in software development. So it's just been uh, unbelievably, unbelievably productive for us. And also, by the way, it's a great recruiting tool. That's great. Another group that you've played a lead role on is being a big part of the Governor's Economic Recovery Task Force. So a couple of years ago, Arkansas had some decisions to make as how we're going to navigate the pandemic. Governor Hutchison appointed you and others to help lead that effort. Tell us a little bit about, from your perspective, how Arkansas navigated the pandemic compared to you other states. You know what states. I think was a great part about that is in, in, in this state and this governor, you know, we're small enough that we can do these kind of things and touch, you know, all as, you know, aspects of the state and state government. Uh, you know, it's not like a government in Texas or New York or something where you've just got a mammoth uh, bureaucracy. It, it is a size that could be managed. And it, what it also did, what this this task force did was put all those people, and we had a lot of people in government, state government people. We had business people on that. And so, and, you know, the Chamber of Commerce people. So we brought all those people together, and what it was, the brilliance of it, was, was the communication. So all these people understood, you know, the different perspectives, and, and state government wasn't doing stuff in a vacuum, and industry wasn't saying what the hell state government doing. So it was, it was a great communication tool and discussion format allowed, uh, and uh, it was another case where, uh, an industry person, Stuart Walton, uh, I think it was one of the first times he'd ever gotten involved in a major, you know, statewide initiative like that. And he did a fine job. And I commend the administration, particularly the governor, Asa Hutchinson, did a great job. He came to a lot of those meetings. And, you know, obviously, uh, your boss, Mike Preston, was a, a kingpin in that also. So, uh, it, just, it was a communication tool. It, it provided us all with a light into the other's problems and the other issues. And it was both the formal and informal programs that established uh, better communications all around. And out of that working group, out of the response to the pandemic, we came up with a marketing slogan. It wasn't a slogan. It was the truth. It, there's one category of business in Arkansas, essential and I like the way you put it, and I think we have our quote for our podcast. We don't want industry sitting around wondering what the hell state government's doing. Right. So appreciate that. Well, you've made a significant impact on Arkansas and have a well-deserved place in the Arkansas Business Hall of Fame. As you look back over your career, what are you most proud of? You know, <laughs> that's, really, that's really a challenge for me. I've, uh, I think that as much as anything else, I feel like I've tried to make a difference in not just in the bigger things. It was very, it's very interesting in all of my life. I, I've judged the success of my life about how successful I've made other people. I've had so many mothers and fathers say, you know, thank you for keeping my son or daughter in the state. They would have had to go out of state. Uh, I think I've I've helped create better jobs in this state. I've helped give people that had the ability to themselves help this state uh, get those kind of jobs where they can stay here and, and uh, uh, earn a good living and 
build their family in, in the Arkansas environment. And I think we've got something really special here. I, you know, I think this pandemic has shown that it is a hell of a lot better to live in Arkansas than it is in Michigan or some of these places that have just gone through hell. You know, every day when I talk to people, I deal with a lot of people in New York and New Jersey, and they they look at the life we've lived and with some envy. So I think I've tried to make Arkansas a better place to live, a better place to, to work. And I feel like I'm still able to do that. Uh, and this company, First Orion, is is eventually going to be bigger than Axiom, and ter- certainly in terms of revenue. So, We're recording this podcast on March 1st. So much has happened over the last week in Ukraine. Charles, I know that First Orion has employees in Ukraine. Can you give us a little bit from your perspective on business as well as what's going on with the Russian invasion? Well, it's... Uh, you know, I, the first thing I thought about when uh, I heard about it was we have a, an employee who was born and raised in Ukraine, came to UCA to go to school, and uh, he is one of our technology leaders. And he is, his whole family is in Ukraine. And it partially as a result of that, we have built a, uh, a technology center in, in Ukraine that does application testing. We have 14 employees over there, and my first thought was, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I hope they're going to be all right. And some of them lived in western Ukraine. A few of them lived in Kiev. The ones that lived in Kiev have you know, gotten out, and uh, one of them is uh, a male, and he's uh, not able to leave the the country, but he's taken his family to the border— uh, our head of uh, technical lead, Anastasia, has gone to the Polish border and now has uh, gotten into Poland and gotten is safely into Poland. But the the thing that is, is stunning to me is the days after the invasion, they were very concerned that they would not get, be able to get all their work done. They did all. They got all their work done overnight. It was. It was. I, I couldn't work, and there they are working. I talked to Anastasia. She had been awake for five straight days, four or five days, wow. and she was literally delirious. But she said, "Don't worry, we'll be up and set up by next week, so we can get our work done." Of course, she didn't. I don't think quite make that, but. Uh, you know, they're they're worried about keeping their jobs and continuing to you know do a good job for their because they they develop relationships see with the people back in Arkansas. I've never seen the spirit of people like that that are determined not to be <clears throat> overcome by Russian aggression, but beyond that to you know to be useful members and 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 get work done. They want to see our workforce grow over there and this is horrific for them so you know we all watch on television all this the terrible stuff that's going on and no matter when somebody listens to this podcast the stain of this this whole uh affair that uh Vladimir Putin has uh gone on will be a stain forever on Russia uh and I think that's bad because I know we've had Russian uh, employees working for us, and 
from some of the feedback I've gotten. We don't have any right now, but uh, from some of the feedback I've gotten from others, they are just as uh, horrified by it as we all are. It's a terrible, sad thing. Well, Charles, thank you for sharing that, and thank you so much for being on the Arkansas Inc. podcast today. Any final words for our listeners? Well, uh, we're always recruiting talented people. (laughs) So... (laughs) Where can uh, interested prospective employees go to find out about Well, you go to our website, firsthorion.com. You won't have any trouble finding uh, uh, information there. Uh, it's been a great pleasure to be here with you, Clint. Uh, you're doing important things, and and you you and your whole Department of Commerce, Arkansas Economic Development Commission, and all, I think are doing one of the most outstanding jobs of any state uh, anywhere. And uh, I say that uh, just because leadership matters, and and we've seen leadership by by your, yourself and your team and Mike Preston and, and and Asa Hutchinson. So keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Our guest today on the Arkansas Inc. podcast has been Charles Morgan, Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of First Orion. Charles, thank you for spending your time with us here today. Thank you very much, Cliff. You've been listening to the Arkansas, Inc. podcast. This is Clint O'Neill, Deputy Director of the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. For more information on AEDC and to sign up for our monthly newsletter, visit ArkansasEDC.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in.